all right, we're recording and it won't cut out this time because <laughs> I used the right thing this time. I don't yeah, know. you didn't use the wrong thing. There's nothing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me know it wasn't me because no, I was upset. No, I'm balanced. Throw shade, give you a compliment. Thank you for that. Got you. Appreciate it. Duality. Ah. All right, guys. Welcome back to another week of talks. This is the official podcast of thealleycatway.com. I am your host, Daka, and I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Ooh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're pointing and across I, from I'm each sorry. other. <laughs> We're being polite about it. It was nothing rude Same about here. it. Okay. Um, I was thinking ladies first. Okay. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Sunflower Shakur, Nayo, whatever. Mama, Mama Sunflower. Yeah, you go. You know, whatever, whatever you know me by. Um, and I am excited, excited to talk about our special guest today. Yes, yes. Oh. And this is Torian, a.k.a. Blue. Uh, hey, yes, Blue. we're changing that today. <laughs> um, it's been a good update. <laughs> we'll get to a backstory sometime about it. But, uh, yes, we are here um, ready to talk about everything that we, we love and also our special guest that we have here as well with great energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Wonderful energy. And let's go ahead and get right into that. Let's introduce our special guest today. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm so well. I'm so well. I am Nikki Eason, the creator of the androgynous model. What's up, everybody? What's going What's on, up? Nikki? Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Yeah. You know, just thankful to see another day, you know? Thankful to be with you all. Y'all are awesome already. I already love the energy. So I'm excited to see how this all plays out, you know? So I'm honored. Thank you. Well, we really appreciate you being here because you are doing some amazing things in the city of Charlotte and in the digital space. So mm-hmm. let's just get right into that. So you, as you mentioned, you are the creator of the androgynous model. So tell us just a little bit about what the androgynous model is and we'll get going from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the androgynous model is a show that encourages others to be brave in their journey of accepting their true self which we all know is very, very hard to do, especially, you know, with things that we go through, you know, just the world in general. Mm -hmm. So I created the androgynous model, to be honest with you, out of pain and frustration. I was a, uh, an androgynous person, androgynous female modeling men's clothes. Uh, I've always embraced men's clothes, even though, you know, when I was younger, mom used to make me wear like dresses and stuff, you know, but I really just embraced the whole comfortable feeling. So, you know, I had that that term called the tomboy, you know, play basketball, all of that. But I kind of was like, I don't see women modeling men's clothes, you know. A lot of times when I step out, people be like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, how did you put that together? You know, where'd you get it from? So mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't I model, you know, men's clothes? This is something that's comfortable mm-hmm. for me. So when I kind of started that journey, I was going to different talent agencies, trying to be a part of different fashion shows, and I just don't think I was getting the the same opportunity. Not to mention, I was a big, huge fan of America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. If Tyra Banks is out there, hello, how you doing? <laughs> so you Tyra. inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but very, very big fan of, of that show, and I would see different androgynous people on her show, and I would see where she would kind of make them lean more to the feminine side. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I ever was to apply for it, you know, and I said, I don't, I'm not afraid to be more feminine. I was like, why can't I just be me? Right. So I decided to create something of my own. <laughs> and it was called the androgynous model. And I kind of did the, I would say the same framework. I was pretty much playing the Tyra Banks, you know, of the show. But I wanted to 
have people on that struggled with the same thing I did and kind of helped them through it. It's kind of almost like when you learn something, you want to teach somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I was. I was like, I got it now. Like, I know how to model. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I know what it means to, you know, represent yourself. And I know there's so many other people out there struggling with that whole authenticity type feel. So I'm like, yo, that's what I'm going to teach them, you know, on the, on the show. And it just kind of has continued to evolve not just the show but just me in general as far as what I want to accomplish and I'm saying that because my main goal with the androgynous model is to educate inspire and motivate right educate people what androgyny is because I feel like if people are educated they can be less judgmental Mm, Um, a lot of people just don't understand it even though androgyny has been around for forever so for everybody out here that's like trying to hear this word and like androgynous like what (laughs) you know androgyny is one who embodies masculine and feminine characteristics to be androgynous is the act of expressing both of, both of those characters, I'm sorry, both of those genders through fashion, appearance, or lifestyle. So I'm a woman who dress masculine. So that's androgynous. Prince was very androgynous. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. David Bowie, Grace Jones, you know, Janelle Monet does it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we have it in the industry, but I didn't see enough representation. I couldn't look on TV at the time when I started it in 2013 or when I started modeling around 2011. I didn't look I couldn't look on TV and see somebody like myself, you mm-hmm. know. So another thing, if you don't see it, then what do you do? You mm-hmm. create it, right? Exactly. So that's why I started it and I hope that other brands, companies and organizations will realize that diversity and inclusion is very important and representation is key. People want to see themselves in any position to feel like that they can do it too. And I hope and pray that the androgynous model continues to serve as that platform for people to be able to be themselves, but also highlight the beauty of androgyny and highlight the creative spirit that androgynous people have. Mm -hmm. And so people can see why you need an androgynous person in your brand, organization, or company. I can get long-winded sometimes. (laughs) So I hope I actually (laughs) (laughs) answered everything. You hit every point. Okay, good. (laughs) And like, I'm over here like, questions, questions. Okay, perfect. So so let's start with now. You you got something which you you want to talk about. Wow, all these questions <laughs> just go my for head. It. I'm ready. I'm and so I'm excited. Over there like, where, where was I going with this? <laughs> um, hmm. I think the key thing that stood out to me, and it's something that I say all the time while raising my daughter, I always have like a special asterisk near, um, you know, I'll I say, oh, what she loves, who she loves, man, female, woman, alien, whatever. It's just like I'm going to empower her wherever she falls. And I believe representation matters as well. And I like the fact that you chose to um, create that mm-hmm. for people, um, being that you didn't have that for yourself. Like you said, there was a lot of people in the music industry that um, were androgynous. So are you saying that even though you saw those things or those people, it's, it you felt like it was more of a gimmick than them actually being themselves. So that's why you felt like they couldn't be the inspiration that you needed to do those things or be the representation. Um, I don't think that it was a gimmick. I know sometimes there's different trends that people kind of fall into. I think it was kind of like these are who they truly are, but they only can show it at certain times. Mm -hmm. So when I would see some people, you know, on television, like I'm a big fan of Ellen DeGeneres, Mm -hmm. but I do understand the journey of Ellen, you know. Uh, I think my thought process was, 
why is it not androgynous people representing big brands, big mm. companies, big organizations? Why do I not see somebody like myself hosting the Grammys, you know? Why do I not see somebody like myself being the spokesperson for Verizon, mm -hmm. you know, technology uh, industries, you know? Even yeah. at the time, I think fashion was kind of blurring the lines just a little bit, but it's a lot more mainstream now. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. in 2013, and I'll just be, you know, super transparent with all of you and everybody's listening, a lot of people thought that I was crazy for doing that. They mm -hmm. thought that, I was trying to make somebody that they somebody that they wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, and I just was like, what? I don't understand why you guys don't get it. <laughs> like, you know, it's okay. Like, that's who that person is. Why should they have to conform to, you know, to please society? Mm -hmm. And who was to say how a man was supposed to dress or how a woman right. was supposed to dress? Who came up with that? And yeah. when did it change? And why is it like that? And I'm trying to change it back because I'm sure at one point it wasn't like that. Right, so, right. you know, to, to answer your question, it's kind of like I didn't see it enough. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it enough, especially me, me, and the, me being a black woman, mm -hmm. you know, wanting to dress masculine, wear mm -hmm. a bow tie, wear a tie, wear a suit, and be able to represent a brand that was not the thing. Yeah. I've been in corporations where I didn't get promoted just because of how I dress. I couldn't work there because of how I dress and I didn't understand that. Like, so I'm supposed to dress this way just because I'm a woman? Mm -hmm. I'm confused. Who told you that? This is my money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just not enough for me to make me feel like it was possible. So I think with the androgynous model, I wanted to create that lane for the people that's coming behind me to say, you know what? Look at this person, you know? Look what this person's doing. I can do it too. I'm a huge fan now of Lena Waithe. I really, really am because yeah. she's never changed like, you know, who she is. She can do it very, very well. And she just literally takes it all the way there. So seeing people like that lets me know I'm on the right track. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because if it wasn't for people that came before me, the the Prince, the David Bowie, the Grace Jones, this was years ago, right. it wouldn't be possible for me to even be heard. And now with someone like Lena Waithe, what she's doing, mm -hmm. I'm a step closer. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, gotcha. Because again, I was at, I feel like I was ahead of my time and didn't know it. Mm-hmm to now see six years later, look what's going on. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, men are dressing more feminine and they're okay with it. It's not as taboo to see, you know, a man dress feminine or a woman dress masculine. But in 2013, yeah. it was, yeah. you know, it was not as like the okay thing. It was like, is that a boy? Is that a girl? Mm -hmm. right. You know what and I mean? conversation behind it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, you know, I want people to understand androgyny is not about sexuality. Mm -hmm. It's about personality, you know, and that's something that I highlighted on my show, you know, too, to get people to realize, like, it's the person's makeup, you know, and I did research uh, of Dr. Sandra Bim, who created a personality test mm -hmm. that tests how much of you was masculine, how much of you was feminine, and how much of you was androgynous. And so when I saw that and I took that test and I was able to see it, I said, oh, it's not about my sexuality. It's about my personality. And I think all of us have masculine and feminine characteristics. Yeah. Think about it, you yeah. know? One sure. just kind of highlights more than the other. But there are those ones that have both, and they can kind of do it, you know, either way. And that's the, I would say, the avenue or the lane I want to create for those types of individuals. That's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
something interesting that you said and we've had briefly this conversation before but i personally and i don't know about anyone else in the room just didn't realize that there was such a pushback against um women who are more androgynous you know Mm -hmm. i always viewed it from my standpoint of like you know women have been wearing pants and blazers and suits for since like the 30s 20 you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like i didn't realize there was but i guess now i'm looking at it it was still done in a more i guess feminine way yeah well uh, coco chanel had a big um blowback when she started um introducing pantsuits into yeah. her fashion line mm-hmm. because of those very same things and then in the workplace you know back when it was the push when people started or women uh wearing the wearing pants or yeah. wearing pantsuits to work and things of that nature it was a big push on that too yeah and with society it was women aren't supposed to wear pants women are supposed to wear skirts or dresses there's right. some religions yeah. that, mm-hmm. that truly right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's the middle true. winter what you doing and all that is true i guess it was just so surprising that even like you said now even in, in 2013 even up until now that it's still like Mm-hmm. There's still this stigma, mm-hmm. you know, surrounding mm-hmm. it. And I think maybe something else that you said um, that androgyny has nothing to do with your sexuality. I feel like do you think that that might have something to do with it, like people not feeling, um, you know, maybe comfortable to be completely androgynous or dress how they actually feel because they may be concerned about how someone might view their sexuality or they may not be comfortable in that certain instance as of yet? Absolutely. Because think about how comfortable it is for people who are trying to fight for rights for their sexuality, Mm. you know? So if that's already an uncomfortable feeling, you know, I dare not to dress it ways to make me stand out even more. Mm -hmm. But I teach people on my show, listen, you were born to stand out. You were born to be you. Like I had to learn that those things that people always, you know, quote unquote, bullied or teased me about, Mm -hmm. oh, you want to be a guy or, you know, you dress, you know, tomboyish, whatever, that was my superpower. That was my thing, you know, and that's me. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to stand out. It's okay to be the first. And I had to learn that. Like, you know what, Nikki? (laughs) You out here and you got this dream. You got this thing that you believe in. And maybe people not on it right now. Mm -hmm. But just like people who came before us, Mm -hmm. they had to be the first one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of my favorite quotes is I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. Mm-hmm. That there's so many other people that wants it and wants to do it and 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 feel the same way that I feel, but somebody got to start it and other people will follow suit. Mm-hmm. You know, we in the room now. You got to really really look at that. If it wasn't for people that came before us, would we really be in this room? Yeah. That's That's you know true. what I'm saying? Yep you know, our, our race and our gender and sexuality. Would we? Yeah. yeah. You know? No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> right. So. No. We all bought up on the totem pole. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And, you know? Woo, man. And, and our. Yeah. So. Unfortunately. I just, I just, I, I just started to accept that. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I want it to be easier for the people around me and the people behind me. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's part of my purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one thing, like, when I watched the pilot. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned on there that you wanted people to be more, you wanted them, you wanted it to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was looking at that and I watched that. And one of the questions that I had was, how do you help people be more vulnerable or what to them, what it means to be more vulnerable? And is it more so vulnerable with themselves or vulnerable with society and both? Or is there a difference? 
Well, I think it's both. And how do I get people to be more vulnerable? I just explain to them, like, you can't get to be courageous without walking through vulnerability. You mm -hmm. cannot. You know, like, you have to understand that you got to be vulnerable with who you are. And you got to be vulnerable enough, you know, with society to a certain extent to stand up for what you believe in. Because if you don't, you know the whole saying, you'll fall for anything yeah. type thing. So I think how I bring the vulnerability out of them is I ask the tough questions. I put them in tough situations. You know, the first season I had them doing an insanity workout, <laughs> you know, right after they got their makeup done, gotcha. thinking that they was about to do a photo shoot, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, in, in season two, I'm asking those hard questions like, who are you? Yeah. And how do you want to show up in the world? Mm -hmm. What do you want to let go of? What haven't you let go of? Stuff mm -hmm. that people just don't, you know, talk about. Yeah. And I have to explain it to them. And even when people will get emotional, like, let people see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, let people see that because when I feel like when you tell your story and you stand in your story, then other people are standing in their story. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we are so caught up in, no, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna do mm -hmm. this. I don't wanna mm -hmm. show them this. I don't want people to think it doesn't matter. Like, you gotta do that because you're human. Mm -hmm. And you gotta know that mm -hmm. this world is tough. And if you're not in tune with your emotions, then it could really chew you up. You yeah, know, so yeah. I wanted them to get that too. You're an androgynous person. I was talking about myself, and I had to have this conversation too. I'm an androgynous person trying to change the world and how it views certain things. If I'm not vulnerable, that's never going to happen yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. because it goes hand in hand with being courageous. They need to know. Yeah. So I, I started changing the, I would say, the, th the perspective of the show to. Uh, the androgynous models are a show that encourages others to be brave in their journey of accepting their true self. Yeah. Because everything that I'm teaching is really making people look at who they are Definitely. and why they do what they do. And, and, I think and, and accepting that, you know? And I think vulnerability brings a sense of, a new sense, a newfound sense of freedom. Yes. Um, yes. Just personally speaking with being vulnerable in various different ways, um, it, 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 it brings something out of you that you never knew was there before. Mm -hmm. You know, so... And I think that's something that is great that when I saw that, it really captured me. And I was like, yeah, okay, good, yeah. good. Let's, let's, let's check this out and see what's this more about, you know, because when you push people to that. That's right. And, and it's not just a push. I'm going to push you out there and make you be out there. But I'm going to push and stand with you as well. That's right. It's a bigger difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because, it, I mean, we all go through things. And I think I just want to push people to that point and let them know that it's okay, but I got you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm only doing this to you because there's something in you that you know that you're dealing with, yeah. and I need you to stand in it and face it to move forward because I'm here to teach you to, how to become the androgynous model of your own life. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you can get that and, it does, and, and be okay with that and stand in it with confidence and believing in yourself and, and really realizing your true greatness, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter what people say. You'll be able to stand in it because I can't control what you say. Mm -hmm. I can't control what you think, but I can control how I respond. Mm -hmm. right. You're not responsible for people's reactions. And so when I try to create, I come from that space to say, listen, you might not like me. And that's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might Get not. But right. <laughs> right. You that know. goes across the board. Mm -hmm. The board. Because I know for me personally, I... um. I wasn't comfortable with myself until I accepted all my own flaws mm -hmm. and I had to be to the point where it was just like, 
those people's opinions literally don't kill me. Yeah. They don't do anything for me. They don't, they definitely don't build me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just got to keep it pushing because there will always be a hater. Mm -hmm. There will always be somebody who has something negative and disappointing to say towards you. And, but if I love myself, there you nothing go. Nothing else that, matters. That, that's <laughs> right. That's right. You know, Slide and, right off. Listen. And, and once you get more into that, you know, loving yourself, a part of you will start to have compassion for the ones that mm -hmm. hate you. Because they, the haters are still your supporters. They just don't know how yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah. they're still trying to mm -hmm. find who they are and what they're doing. And then you're doing something that they want to do and all of this stuff, yeah. you know. I, for so. the stuff that I dealt with, I personally felt like it's because they, they're not strong enough to deal with the stuff that I deal yeah. with. Yeah. And they're like, you sitting there taking right. it right. and you living your best life. Exactly. Yeah. Just well, like, I can't be well, there yet. Right. <laughs> you can too if you just stop hating for a quick second. Right. Be friendly. <laughs> exactly. I can help we could do you. this right. together. Exactly. <laughs> Learn from me. We can learn go. from each other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So touching on that, you've completed two successful seasons mm -hmm. already of the show, and you're moving Thank into you. the third season. Yes. Um, what kind of lessons did you learn going through this process, like working with the different women that you had on the show? Like what are some like standout things that really – I guess how did they how did they touch you? Oh my God. <laughs> I guess you know. Yeah. Well, I think uh, first of all, a lot of them touched me because I saw a lot of me in them. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I saw a lot of them uh, in, in me. You know, from just different stages and points uh, of my life. Uh, I, I think what really kind of grabbed me is when I say something to them in the beginning and I see the growth mm. to the end because usually at the end is something bigger that they have to do, but I'm preparing them all the way up, you know, to it. Doing that helped me kind of really realize the journey after the first season, because again, the first season was kind of created out of pain. You know, there's purpose in your pain, mm -hmm. of course. Um, I had to take some step back and just really take time for myself to say, okay, if I want that, I gotta become that and become it, come it, become it so confidently that when I walk into a room, I come into that room being so confident that people are just drawn to me. And the only way that I can do that is to continue to accept who I am and continue to grow on this journey. On the flip side of it, it's hard to tell somebody, hey, you need to work on this or hey, you don't have this yet. Mm -hmm. and, and and I'm sure people don't know that, but it wasn't easy to say, you know what? Um, <laughs> you are eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not hard. That's, that's, that's not easy to say. Yeah. But I'm thankful for it because, again, life is about preparation. Mm -hmm. So I had to be able to tell people that or, or tell them where they are and what they need to work on to – continue to help me build myself up and my courage and my strength to continue to engage with all different types of people. Now, I didn't know before I started the Androgynous Model, all the other jobs I had was mm -hmm. building me up to talk to different type of people, to engage, you know, with them. But I just learned a lot about myself, who I am, and more of my journey, and of course, more about people and how they do and how they are. And some people are just not there yet. 
-hmm. And it's nothing that you can do because some people, you just can't make a person understand a message they're not ready to receive. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for me because I'm like, I see it. You can do it. You know, you're there. Just do it. But inside, they haven't accepted Mm -hmm. that they can do it. And I just hope that our encounter where they're on the show or just featured on the show that I can say something or do something that sparks them to either believe it or to change the conversation that they're having in their mind about who they are and, and really empower them to stand in it. That's well, dope. for me, I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> I need you to write a book because oh, you, you put it in the universe, sis. Put it in the universe. <laughs> have I love so it. many great quotables oh, since okay. you've been, like, I was like, I might get Very. that tatted on me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's some inspirational shit right there. Yeah. Like, that's great. Um, but in saying that, um, and this is a three-part question. Okay. What is advice that you would give to the parent of an androgynous person, uh, up-and-coming androgynous person, and a ally of an androgynous person? Okay, a parent. I mean, I keep coming back to this. Like, a parent of an androgynous person, my advice would just be just let them be them. You know, don't put your expectations on them as far as how you want them to be, but support them through the process of finding out who they truly are and um, accept it. Because I think sometimes, you know, our parents want us to be like them Mm. or they have their whole life, (laughs) Mm -hmm. our whole life laid out, you know, for us not really realizing that it's not going to turn out, you know, that way. What was the second one? (laughs) Um, uh, up and coming, a young person who's starting to identify that way, but they don't really know really where they fit or what that means. Right. Um, and, and it's funny cause I think it's going to be similar to the same answer for all three. Like mm-hmm. you were born to be you. Mm. And when you really, really get that and understand that there will never be another one like you, I need you to embrace everything that is different about you because guess what? There was never be another one like you. Even with twins, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it still has different fingerprints, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at it like that, I want people to start taking those things that maybe people point out or make fun of them. Use that as your uh, same thing, superpower, because you're you. Yeah. You know, like we're all different shapes, sizes. We look different. We act different. But that's what makes us up is just being yourself. So my advice to the ones coming behind me is like, own your truth, be who you are. Don't compromise from no one else. If it feels right, do it. If it don't, don't do it, (laughs) you know, and know that everybody's not going to like you and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, as far as a a ally, uh, same thing. Be open to people that are different just because you are different and know that it can be different, right? Mm -hmm. And just accept that the world can have so many different perspectives and it's okay, you know? I'm not here to get the world to understand. I feel like I'm just the vessel Mm -hmm. for you to open up and look at it different. You can still have your perspective, but accept this perspective too to say it can be different and it's okay if you just take off the judgment of what you feel like this person should be or this how this person should act you can really see the true soul of the person and be drawn to it if you can get past that you know Mm -hmm. 
But more importantly, just be yourself. Like, just quit trying to be somebody that you're not. <laughs> more than a day. Be yourself. Be yourself. You'll live That's longer. It. You'll exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when you stay in your lane. There you go. Stay in your lane. That's right. Don't swerving now. Stay in your lane. Create your own lane and get out of everybody else's lane. This is your journey. Mm-hmm. Your job is to get to the most highest, truest expression of yourself, whatever that looks like. And the only way that you can do it is by being yourself and seeing things that you don't want to look at, <laughs> accepting things that maybe not be the good thing right now, but willing to be willing to adjust it so you can become better. And that's mm. what I hope that people who are part of my show, especially contestants, get, you know, that dang, I had an experience, yeah, and maybe I didn't know that about myself before, mm-hmm. but now I do. I definitely, you get know that what I mean. Your show. Like, yeah, you can mm-hmm. see the growth, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that, but it's. I told her when we first got here that she made me cry because, <laughs> like, seeing that growth of people um, through the people is on the first episode, mind yeah. you. Like, you see it episode one, like just straight growth, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's amazing that you were able to pull that out and. Like the end of season two is just like even better. It's just mm-hmm. like it just just yeah. keeps getting better as it goes on. Just to know that you're helping so many different people um, achieve a goal they probably didn't even know they needed to achieve. Exactly. They probably because yep. so you can tell like some thought. I thought I was thought I was really secure. And yeah. Then mm-hmm. I realized no, I wasn't Maybe secure not. in a certain <laughs> aspect. Yeah. And and then they gain that security, and, and, and it's like I just love watching the how proud of themselves they are. Yeah, good, good. That's what I want, you know? And I think to achieve that is to be able to put them in rooms that doesn't look like them. Mm -hmm. Because that's when that insecurity rises. You know when you walk into a place and you don't see people that look like you, you like, wait a minute now, hold on. Mm -hmm. What's going on? (laughs) But I I want people to be able to come into a space that's not like them and still be able to own the room. Yeah. Because they are filled, filled with so much confidence and so much authenticity that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I deserve to be here too. You know, don't be timid if God put you in the room was one of my other favorite quotes. Like I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you think that I need you when you really need me mm-hmm. to show you something different. You Quotables. know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me y'all yeah, with the so. <laughs> Tell me I'm a quote you. addict, so <laughs> if you just watch it on my being dropped social media, yeah, yeah, I'm a quote addict. She just got me over here inspired. Good. Good. That's what I want to do. I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm here to be an inspiration, you know, and I think that's part of my journey, you know, mm-hmm. with through the Androgynous model, my other brand Mogul Moments where I do most of my inspirational messages, you know. I I don't know. I just that's just what it is. I feel good about that. I want to be that person that inspires somebody else to be great mm-hmm. or inspires somebody else to like, you know what? I got it now. Like I can do this. Like I'm yeah. so ready. Yes. That's what it's about. It's about being a servant, you know. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. because I I, I don't think we have enough, or we're out there, but it's not always that platform, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And that leads me to my next question. So, moving into like the fashion industry and being an androgynous person, specifically an androgynous woman of color, Mm -hmm. like what are the barriers that you know someone like yourself, like faces in that because, you know, we've talked about, we're seeing it become a little bit more accepted and everything like that, but we still see an underwhelming amount of representation still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are some of the barriers that you think are still like keeping that from happening? Um, I, I just, I just think people are just so used to seeing what they want to see 
and it's a barrier because they want things to be a certain way, you know, or they're afraid of how it's going to be viewed if you step out there and do something different. Uh, so I think that will always kind of be a barrier until you find the person that's like not worried about that mm -hmm. and sparks the conversation. Cause you know, even controversy sparks con conversations. Mm -hmm. So true. I think the people who are willing to be open to that will help that. I think that's a barrier. I think, you know, me coming into, I would say the fashion industry and, and trying to get acceptance, especially trying to represent, you know, big brands. I just think that it's it's just not likely, but I'm gonna I'm gonna face it. Not just I'm androgynous person because I'm a black woman, right. you know, and I hate to just black woman. But I mean, we gotta look at it. They're gonna see me as a woman first, and my well, I would probably say I don't know if skin color first or woman first, but they're gonna see that first yeah. and be like, well, what do you what did you think she's gonna do? And then they're gonna <laughs> and then they're gonna see how I dress, and then they're gonna see locks in my head, and I they're gonna be like, yeah, right, you know, it's always a conversation about oh they're dirty, no they're right in your hair, exactly, you gotta maintain, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's very true. Listen, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but again, you know, you just. You got to stand in it and represent it because there's still other people that look like me that want to be able to do it. Yeah. You know, so. I think for me, one of the most, um, one of the best advices I got um, about becoming a parent was we make a lot of shit up. Mm. And um, that whole old girls should be in pink, girls should be in the kitchen and stuff like that. So then you buy the girly toy sets and uh, you know, you don't you don't buy the sports stuff for the girls mm -hmm. and you don't buy the dolls for the guys and you don't buy the fashion stuff. And when I was working in the Montessori school, um mm. this little boy picked up a purse and he was just walking around with the purse and stuff. And my first thought was God, I hope his father doesn't walk in when we see that. Uh -huh. I didn't have a problem with it, but like I automatically thought uh, the parent yeah. would. Right. And I didn't even like having that thought. Like I was just look, he don't know what he's he doing. He's mm -hmm. really right, just right. playing with a purse. He see a purse, you know, the function of a purse is to put stuff in it and walk around with it. He's not thinking of it as a feminine fashion item. Right. right? And I and I really wish that we would start raising our children to do that because a lot more women in the um, engineering industries nowadays mm -hmm. and just all these male fields or feminine fields, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more cross and it's because a lot more people are taking the time to explore those passions yeah. and mm -hmm. not let those boxes of femininity and masculinity bother them. And, I, you know, it goes beyond fashion. It's mm -hmm. just so many different things that we try to put those um, – everything into a category right yeah. and in reality we've made up all of those categories yeah, yeah. that's made them up and we just keep projecting them generation yeah. to generation mm -hmm. right and you know and, I, and, and trying to tweak them a little bit yeah right yeah. oh this is a little bit better <laughs> right <laughs> answer the question you gave her i feel like one of the other issues is the fact that um like what you brought up earlier people try to equate um androgyny with um, the LGBTQIA community, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, and it's just like it doesn't always equate. equate. Even mm -hmm. if you can get a correlation going, it, it don't mean that every time you see this one case, that's what it equates to. Exactly, and, and society likes to do that. Yeah, right, they, they like to make everything like equate something, mm -hmm. and everything well, don't always equate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, like just let it be what it is. Exactly. <laughs> so so let it be what it is. Exactly. Exactly. But what was interesting, um, I was looking up, you know, the I went on Glad's website and looked up like, you know, all their definitions because 
I learned a lot of stuff. I was like, oh, I didn't know that word was outdated, you know, yeah. that type of stuff. But like, androgyny's not even like on there at all. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I'm wondering, like, what are your thoughts? Do you think that it should maybe be um, part of like that vocabulary as well? Um, because there are, you know, LGBTQIA plus people that you know identify as androgynous as well. But mm-hmm. like, do you think that maybe um, that should not be erased from that also? Yeah, I don't think it should be erased. I think it should be included. And I say that because it seems like you got (laughs) gay, lesbian, and then it automatically kind of switched to transgender, you know. And that you have people that can be gay, lesbian, or or straight, you know, that are right in the middle that embrace both their masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. characteristics, but you don't really hear people talking about the androgynous part, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so when I, it's funny because there's still more stuff that I'm learning, you know, about it. And some people say, oh, if you're androgynous then that's technically transgender. No, I'm not transgender. No offense, you know, to that's the trans community. That's one of my questions. Can yeah. you go a little bit further about that, about the difference between androgyny and transgender? Because uh, like you said, it's something that most people don't draw a difference, a line through. Right. Well, I mean, when it comes to from my understanding, uh, transgender is being able to be in a body, but internally you feel different. You feel like the other mm-hmm. sex, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and you're operating from that space. Mm-hmm. I say me being androgynous, I'm a woman. I'm okay with being a woman. I don't want to be a guy. I don't think about being a guy or feel like I'm in the wrong body or anything like that. I'm just a woman who express in a masculine way. Mm -hmm. So I feel like androgynous is the expression of the other characteristics of where trans, I'm sorry, of the other gender where transgender is you have one body as a sex, but internally you feel the opposite, Mm -hmm. right? And then people who go through the whole transition is when they actually change Mm -hmm. like their, um, you know, their sex or whatever. So that is a whole nother thing. But I think andro- to me, androgynous is, is kind of like in the middle of the spectrum where you're okay in the body that you're in, but you embrace both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some days you might wake up and you want to be more feminine. Some days you might wake up and you want to be more masculine. But you got to think about the word characteristics. Mm-hmm. You know, fashion is just the characteristics. How I'm sitting is very masculine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting with my legs crossed and stuff like that. I am. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. You, the right, way that yeah. you're leaning is very feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the way that I'm sitting is very masculine. And right. that could be my characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. So I think people need to really dive into that portion. But I, I think they're two different things. But I think because a lot of people can't really understand or, or maybe they don't really want to get more educated about it. I don't know. It's like, boom, this side or this side. Like, okay. Yeah. And right now, you know, the trans community, this is, it's, they're in their stride, mm-hmm. you know, right yeah. now. So people think that, and, and I have to always say that from the beginning. I don't want to be a man. Yeah. I've never wanted to be a man. I did boyish things, manish things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I never have wanted to feel like I was supposed to be a boy or, uh, wanted to, to change the transition. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. But I do know people who struggle with that and they feel like they are the other sex. And I'm like, hey, you know, if that's what you feel, I just haven't had that struggle. Yeah. I just had a struggle of knowing that I'm a woman. I'm okay with being a woman. 
but I like the dress masculine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think I like the way the clothes fit on me. There's, <laughs> it's more comfortable. Things are in such absolute terms. Mm-hmm. Um, sex is defined about what you identify, I believe, um, physically, mm-hmm. what you were given physically, and then gender is what you chose to identify through right. your expression. Mm-hmm. And you just use through your expression as how you define androgyny. Yeah. But in reality, you're getting a gender mm-hmm. change um, as a transgender. So I feel like if you just heard the definition of sex, the definition of gender, without even hearing what you just said, you're, that's that's why that people do that. They don't. Yeah. You have to have the personality. Yes. To have that, you know, to want to think outside the box, to want to think about stuff in broad terms and not mm-hmm. so absolute. Mm-hmm. But. If you don't have if you don't have that willingness in you to do that, mm-hmm. it's always going to be like pulling teeth when you have conversations with people trying to get those explanations and those differences out. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I want you to know, like when I was first introduced to the word androgynous, I'm like, what? I don't even, what is that? Me going to look it up, I mm-hmm. said, oh my gosh, I found it. Some people mm-hmm. just don't know. I'm walking up to people who are clearly androgynous, and I'm <laughs> like, you know, you're androgynous, right? And they're like, what? Yeah. They have no clue yeah. because, you know, sometimes in the LGBT, we have to uh, fall under certain labels mm-hmm. as what is yeah. described as. And, you know, people would say, oh, you know, you, you dress masculine, so you're a stud. And I yeah. really don't like that word. Right. I don't because I felt like I didn't fit into that mold of what a quote unquote stud was. Yeah. Right. So when I found the word androgynous, I was like, uh, I like that better. Yeah, You know, I like that better because I don't want to have to change my femininity to appeal to what society should say that I should be or whatever because of that. So I think if people just really do the research and really understand it, then they can start to understand gender identity, you know, and uh, understand the difference between gender and sex. But you got to be willing to understand it. Because even these new terms that come up, the non-binary, the non-conforming, yeah. I'm like, what? Wait, yeah, I was, I was wait a minute. Point that out too. Like, <laughs> Hold on. You know, even right. um, I, I learned something the other day um, from watching Pose. The young, love that show. The, yes. Amazing show. I think we were all in agreement with that. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched this week though. Oh, oh yeah, so, hey, don't follow gotta... Daryl on Twitter. Oh my gosh! He'll ruin it for you. Listen, everyone already oh, really? knew though. <laughs> I didn't because I'm not in season two yet. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I made a tweet and I may have ruined a moment, but it well, was ruined. See, I don't have Twitter, so I'm good. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> when I have moments like that, and I don't want to ruin everybody else's time, I make a very broad statement like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened to someone. Okay, but I wasn't the only person that said what I said, though. Okay, but so. that was your Twitter. That's not my Twitter. You're on my Twitter, so <laughs> oh my gosh. respect what We're I getting off topic. I love it. <laughs> Pose anyway. is great. Pose is great. Pose is great. Right. But we talk about it every podcast. We have talked about it every podcast. <laughs> yeah. We Plug. We should just do a recap. We should. Mm, we'll talk about that Billy, later. Billy, give me my check. You right, right. <laughs> Steven, Steven. Anyway, I, what I was gonna say was that I, I um, as we we're talking about um, all the new terms mm-hmm. that we have, and how people, the spectrum has just become so much more wide. When it's like in reality, it was always there. We're just finally recognizing. Oh it, yeah, yeah. You right. Know? Always. Um, mm-hmm. But even um, from learning more about the transgender community and what you know they're going through and what struggles they have um the person that plays india uh, the per- india more mm-hmm. the person that plays angel mm-hmm. on pose i just realized 
that their preferred pronouns are they. Mm-hmm. They don't identify, even though they're a transgender person, they don't mm-hmm. identify as a woman. They identify as femme, non-binary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their pronouns are they. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I was just completely misgendering this person, you know, not in comments, yeah. but, like, just in life. And I was like, oh, wait, I, I need to do my research. Yeah. You know? Definitely, because we be advocating. She. Right. 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 Like loud yeah. and wrong. Right. Um, loud and wrong. Actually, I don't like those <laughs> right. terms. Like, so, no. Sorry. We, <laughs> I, you you got to ask now, what's your pronoun? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and it may yeah. seem like very extra, but it's like, no, you, you really you got need to, to do ask. Yeah. You can't assume yeah. things with people, you mm-hmm. know, because... And, you know, I feel like that's what bothers people most, that they they feel like they have to ask. They feel like they can't just just have the, a regular mm-hmm. conversation. They have to be cautious and respectful. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's easier like, if oh I God. just call you, you what I think you are. Right. It's like, but that's not. But right. education well, you know. is key. You yeah. Know? See? Yeah. It, 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 that's one of the things that can just, it's, it, it, makes, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. You ask the question. Even if you feel uncomfortable, because mm-hmm. we're uncomfortable in a lot of situations where mm-hmm. we don't understand things. Mm-hmm. But to fully understand and give respect, like we want respect, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, well, let me edu- let me take my time to educate myself about this. What is it that you identify as? Yeah. Explain mm-hmm. that to me. Help me understand. Yeah. Then boom. Okay, I got it. Now the next person I see, I could be like, do you identify as blah? Mm-hmm. And then it goes into another different conversation. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and throughout that, and for other people like us, if we didn't know, like what you just shared, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, so I, I just, yeah. I just got, like got a little bit of knowledge. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, each it, one, teach one. Yeah. That yeah. And I, and I can imagine from that, from the other person's perspective, like I'm sure it gets exhausting yeah. having to, you know, constantly correct people because, you know, now that you feel affirmed mm-hmm. in who you are, you're like, Okay, I got. It took me forever for me to get to this, and now it's like, damn! Now I got to bring everyone else up. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Like, you do. I can only imagine. And it sometimes breaks you back down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. true. It does. I mean, I mean, when I say the word, I always ask, "Do you know what that means?" Mm-hmm. And they like, I did not know what it meant. Well, at see, all. you know, and I and I'm I'm okay with it now because I know people like uh, I'm like androgynous. They like what? So I'm like, like, you know what I mean? Language. No, yeah. okay, I'll tell you. I, I don't feel no. Or um, what's that fashion term? Um, where they do the really gaudy stuff? Gothic? No, gaudy. Gaudy. Oh, okay. I thought you. Um, did. Oh, um, I mean, camp is part of it. But it's not camp. But that's why I thought I thought it was more. I, I knew it dealt with fashion, mm-hmm. but I thought it just meant like. God damn, I really wish I could remember. We're going to remember it in the car when we still We are. <laughs> but I, I just thought it meant, like, just dressing gaudy, just having, um, I don't know, just being very different mm-hmm. in how you look. Yeah. On purpose. And, um, yeah, on purpose. But I didn't think it had anything to do with feminine and masculine terms. You mentioned earlier about the whole stud term. Mm-hmm. I called androgynous women stems because mm. I recognize the femininity. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, no, you're not a right but you dress comfortable mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's just like you know i recognize I mean, actually it's not comfortable i try to wear a suit and a bow tie to graduation <laughs> and i put my dress right back on <laughs> what how did you tell me <laughs> too hot for this. <laughs> i would have traded with you because yeah. <laughs> i was burning oh my god yeah i know that's why i took it right off because my mama was looking at me like you want to wear what and my mom has always been very like Okay, do you? Wow. And she was like, You want to wear what? Okay, she got me my little shirt. She got me my little bow tie. And I stepped outside and turned right back around. Right. <laughs> like, I need something sleeveless. Like, with a 
know, breeze going through. Straight sweat. Right. But no, um, yeah, that I, I definitely, like you, that's what I'm saying, you need to write a book because you just in mm-hmm. a Hopefully, small amount of time yeah. you taught me so much. Good, good. And, I agree. And that's what I, that's mm-hmm. what I want to do, you know, I mean. People just don't know, you know. Fashion is just a part of mm-hmm. androgyny. Right. Yeah. It's 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 the mannerism. It's how you think. It's, it's how you respond. It's the mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the lifestyle. It's how you interact with other people, you know. And sometimes being an androgynous person, which is why I want people to understand why there's a need for androgyny in the workplace, mm-hmm. you know, because. You can identify, you can really identify and engage with different people mm-hmm. because you can understand the masculine side and you can understand the feminine side. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to engage with males or females in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. Not saying that people who are not androgynous can't engage with everybody, yeah. but there is a way to relate. I know how yeah. to be able to switch it up or talk about certain things because that masculine side right. come out of me when I'm talking to a guy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm talking to a guy that's more feminine, both of them is going to come out of me mm-hmm. and he's going to see both mm-hmm. of them as well with me. If I'm talking to a girl that's more feminine, she's going to see both with me too, but I still feel like I have to be, you know, a lot more feminine around her to understand, you know, each other, but I know both ways no matter way, no matter which way it comes to me. Yeah. So I think that's it's kind of like a versatile way, you know, to be able to relate to all types of uh, different people and I think an androgynous person can do that really really well naturally. Yeah. You know? Mhm. I like that. I feel like I'm about to like start identifying because (laughs) I just, no, because like she mentioned the whole like speaking and I just (laughs) never, I'm not, um, I feel like I don't speak. I'm not feminine in my mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm not feminine in stuff. I might buy clothes that, you know, mm-hmm. are feminine, but I've never been able to, like, that girly girl, like, yeah. oh, my yeah. gosh, I got to go get my nails done every two weeks. I'm like, you got to do what? Like, right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 I've just never, I've never um, done the, I've never been girly to the point of maintenance. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I never saw the appeal of it. You look good, but... I can't, it's a commitment. Yeah. And I, I don't got that in me. Yeah. And so, like, in learning this, you're making me think, like, it, it's more of a mindset. It, it's right. just it's, mm-hmm. it's so much more than anything that you take from it. It's, it's so many different parts. It makes you right. think yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit broader. Yeah. Like, I think Tayana Taylor is a very androgynous person. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah the mentality of how she can be very masculine at one time uh-huh. and then show her femininity yeah. mm-hmm. like it's nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's, that made me think of that as you were talking because That's again, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just about how you mm-hmm. dress. It's the personality that you have mm-hmm. to what you can relate and what's super, super femme. That's why I say, I think everybody should take this test that I'm telling, talking about. And I want to share a story mm-hmm. um, about the the lady who, uh, did the research and created the test, Dr. Sandra Bim. When I first started the first season of The Androgynous Mod, I was doing like all this research and I came across the test. It's, a, it's called the Beam Sex Role Inventory. And it's oh, like 60, qu- right? Okay. There's 60 questions and each question is like a word and you have to rate how much you identify with the word, like strongly agree, strongly disagree, you know. And at the end, it gives you what percentage of you is masculine, feminine, androgynous, right? So when I found this, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to use this in the show. I'm going to reach out to her, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, what you did back in the 70s, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to prove to people it's about personality. I'm doing a show, da-da-da. And she responded back to me and was like, you know, I think what you're doing is great. You know, I'm just not able to to help or support you, you know, in it. And immediately I was like, oh, 
what? <laughs> like, darn, you know what I mean? Why would you do that? And I'm really yeah. trying to get your message, you know, mm-hmm. out there. Did the season. Um, she was a professor at Cornell University. And I end up seeing somebody wearing a Cornell shirt. And this was literally a couple years later after the first season was over. And I was like, you went to Cornell University? He was like, yeah. I said, do you know Dr. Sandra Bim? She's like, yeah, you know, I know that. But I think she passed away. And I was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> so I'm going to Google, looking it up, right? And I look up the the moment, you know, the time that she passed away. Mm-hmm. And she passed away six months after I reached out to her, and she had cancer at the time. Oh, wow. So now I had to, of course, humble myself like, oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> she was going through stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it, again, helped me be able to be like, dang, you know, how crazy, you know, was that? How ironic was me reaching out to a person who put stuff in, planted a seed mm-hmm. back then, and somebody to come along, and I got a chance to at least say, listen, I'm mm-hmm. doing this. And yeah. who 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 knows what she could have felt me saying that, but yeah. just could not, you know, assist at the time due to her own, you know, health issues. So it's one of those things that I'm like, I got to get people to, to understand this about personality, which is why, as being super honest, I don't label the androgynous model as an LGBTQ show. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like to do that because I don't want to put us in a box. Yeah. But I do want people to see it in a wide range to say, oh, everybody has masculine and feminine characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the only reason if you if you really look at it like everybody got it, it's just that how you was raised. Yeah. Maybe they wanted you to show if you was a guy more masculine. If mm-hmm. you showed your feminine femininity, that wasn't all right. Just right. look, guys right. are not okay to cry. That was mm-hmm. a, a girly thing. Girls cry. You get what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And vice versa. But you still have it in you. It's just what was kind of pushed into you. And then when they grow up and they become more feminine, mm-hmm. then they get shunned for doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And But it was always there. It's just what was tapped into, yeah. right. you know? So hopefully with that, I can continue to get people to be educated about it mm-hmm. and be like, because to, to me, I mean, I feel like God is androgynous. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like we all yeah. are androgynous, yeah. you know, to yeah. a certain extent. It's just some people table. show it in. <laughs> right. But that's, what we, that's what we do over here. <laughs> It's just, it's opened my eyes to a lot of things, yeah. but it helped me be able to stand more and be more confident and like, oh, that's why you created me. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. You know? So. Can I ask yeah. you to share, if you don't mind, the Joan of Arc story that you shared with me yes. last week? You know, this, I was thinking, I was like, should I? Should I not? I, I think you should. This was just because it, it touched me. Too. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell y'all something about purpose and preparation. Um of course, I went to Winston-Salem State. Go Rams. Naya. Shoot it back. Shoot it back. Aggie Price. Aggie Price. It's all good. All love. HBCUs. And I pledged a sorority, you know, in 2004, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And so what's funny is I started the androgynous model in 2013. After the first season was over, I was like, I got to do more research. I got to do more research. I want to get to the root of how this started. Uh, about 2015, I was like, I want to see how far this goes back. So I type in androgyny in history, and the first name that came up was Joan of Arc. And I'm like, what? You know, reading about her. You know, she dressed in men's armor, fought in men's army, you know, all of this stuff. But what you don't know is that was in 2015 when I found that information. I pledged a sorority in 2004, mm. and my line name was Joan of Arc, mm. right? Wow. So I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. hold on now, right? So I'm learning more about her story, and I'm just like, okay, 
cool, that's cool. And they say that she passed away at age 19. My line number was 19. Scary, right? Crazy. Right. Purpose. Purpose, preparation. Then they was like, oh, you know, because when I got that name in 04, I was like, what? Like, she was burned. (laughs) You know what I mean? She was burned. They called her a witch. They called her a witch. You know, they called her a witch. She was burned, but she was a savior of her people. And so at the time when they gave me the name, they was like, oh, you're a savior of your people, da-da-da, your line sisters. I'm like, okay. But fast forward when I'm finding that information, I'm like, she was a savior of their people. Okay. I'm a savior of my androgynous people. She mm. was androgynous at the time. And with the whole witchcraft, they only said what she was doing was witchcraft because she actually had visions from God mm-hmm. of what was going to happen or what was happening. Trust and believe I got plenty visions, hey. plenty visions of what's coming, what's ahead. Mm-hmm. So in my world, that was another stamp on purpose. Like, Am I the modern day black version of Joan of Arc? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? And, and, and I just was like, you can't tell me like how that was laid out. That was in 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't start a show to 2013. I didn't find that out to 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it came at me at a time where I was like, look, I ain't about to do this no more. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people people can be cruel. Yeah. You know, especially when you know you're coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting paid, and I'm still not getting paid for doing the show. It wasn't about that. It was yeah. about the passion. It was about the message. It was about helping people. And when you go through that and you put your heart on the line and people don't see it, you know, the way that you expect them to. Yeah. You feel some type of way. I'm like, my God, I ain't, I don't know how you want me to do this, but I ain't doing it. <laughs> right. And it was that moment uh-huh. that was like, boom, let I'm going to show you this. You. Let me remind you mm-hmm. that you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, it just got more purposeful to me. And now I continue to come across people. And I'd be like, mm-hmm, okay. Come across more people like, oh, see stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. And even the Lena Waithe, you know, story when she won the Emmy, I was like sitting in my in my apartment. I was watching the Emmys. I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the audience. I'm going to have on a bow tie and a nice blazer. And then it showed her sitting in the, um, <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to watch what you put out there, right? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> right, you know. I was like, uh. I was like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> and it showed her in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what? I said, this is crazy. This is the first time I was introduced to Lena Waithe, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, what? And I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? And I was like, if she wins, I know that I'm on the right track. Mm -hmm. I literally said this out of my mouth. And the next thing was she won an Emmy. And her standing up there, locks, everything, I saw, like, myself. Mm -hmm. I saw myself, you know. And people were hitting me up, like, do you see she She reminds me of you. I was like, I cannot wait till we meet each other. Like, do you (laughs) understand how your story has continued to inspire me, impact me so it's little stuff like that that happens along the way Definitely. to let you know that your life is made on purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe that any human was a mistake. You right. all are mm-hmm. here for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to find it mm-hmm. and pay attention to the signs. I was going to say, pay attention because yes. sometimes they show you. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. sit here and we be like, no, that's not that it because I, I wanted to do this. The, exactly. <laughs> and then it comes back exactly. around and smacks you across right. your little head. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to say to all the racist people out there, or 
rude people out there, do not take what we just said and run with it. That does not mean your purpose is to be rude and disrespectful. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you still get smacked. No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, where's she about to go with this? Because I, I just see people running with that. Yeah. Like, well, maybe I was meant, meant to be, to be this way. No, and be you rude weren't. and no. share this message yeah. and talk about this passion of me hating other people. <laughs> right. It's just like, no, that's not. Yeah. We're talking about spreading love. Exactly. Yes. Love <laughs> some, positivity. Some, some people got to unlearn some things that they've learned That's you true. know yeah. what I mean and you've been taught certain mm-hmm. things like you can't do what you haven't been taught you know in some form of fashion mm-hmm. and it's yeah. up to us to be like you know what I might have been taught that but that's not the right mm-hmm. thing right. let me yeah. try to unlearn that mm-hmm. yeah. you know even with loving yourself like mm-hmm. you wasn't taught really how to love yourself yeah. you no. wasn't taught to say it's okay to put yourself first you gotta learn that yeah, yeah. Very and true. yeah you know and once I was like yeah I'm gonna start doing this it takes practice because you don't know how yeah. and that's a journey <laughs> you know that's, that, is, <laughs> that is the journey and you can see that on your show where like even though you've expressed the how how you were timid and how you were just like uh, i'm nervous too Mm -hmm. but you were sitting there like you couldn't tell that you were nervous because you were sitting there telling other people don't be nervous do you right right. um the one young lady she was talking about herself she started crying she looked away you said don't look away Mm -hmm. like keep talking to us keep sharing your story People want to hear this. Yes. And it's just like, it's amazing that you was able to like put that facade on Mm -hmm. to make sure that other people were doing the things, but you're simultaneously working on the same stuff that they're working on. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I wanted, that's the vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, be vulnerable. If you got to cry, if you got to scream, you got to get it out, get it out. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, hey. If not, it's just going to continue to stay up in there and fester. I would say fake it till you make it. Yeah. Just fake it till you make it. Whatever <laughs> that means. go through, right. You know? Whatever it means, just fake it till you just make keep it. Going. Till you, till you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to that point, realize you're where you're supposed to be. Exactly. That's exactly. Where you're supposed to be. Even in the moment where you don't feel like you are supposed to be there. You're supposed to be there at yeah. that time. You know, I was telling Daryl when we met, I was like, when I first started the show, I was like, everybody's going to love this, and then Tyra's going to call me, and then, <laughs> you know, then this network's going to call me, and da, 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 and yeah, it didn't happen, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But when I look back on it, I wasn't ready for that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? I, I wasn't ready. Lord, if that would have happened then, don't trust and believe, I would have been excited, yeah. but I would have been like, whoa, like, because, you know, yeah. you'd be like, how can I say that I can do this, or I can, right. I can do that? You know, but I think the timing, it's all about the timing and it was nothing but preparation. Mm-hmm. So another thing I was sharing, you know, it what was interesting to me is like how people would respond, you know, if they were eliminated or if they didn't win or how they would act or how they would feel. Even though I know everybody wants to win, everybody wants to be a winner, but I want people to realize this is just a journey of being able to be more accepting of who you are. Mm-hmm. But I was saying, I was like, dang, if they already, you know, being a certain way like that, and mm-hmm. we're on YouTube. I can only imagine mm-hmm. how it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But my thing is now is just trying to like find the the right people. There are people that hit me up from different countries overseas that want to be a part of it. And at first, right. I was like, "You don't even know me. I don't know you." Like, what's <laughs> what? But think about it. Yeah. If somebody overseas sees something yeah. that they want to be a part, of, and I'm way over here and I'm trying to get there, yeah. you're doing something. You're doing. You yeah. know, you're you're, you're doing something. Sure. So a lot of the the emails I would get or text or DMs or whatever. Just saying, I watch a show and I would love to be a part. Like, where are you? Yeah, I'm in Nigeria. What? Like, <laughs> I'm in the Philippines. I'm in, what? Are you serious? 
That's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, I was in Jamaica one time and somebody was like, you look familiar. And I was like, okay. She was like, I know who you are. And this is somebody that lived in Jamaica. And I was like, whatever. She was like, "You you have a YouTube show. And I said, "What?" You know, I felt good. Mm-hmm. I, felt good. I was like, "Wait, we in Jamaica?" Right. We and in she the was Caribbean. like, "I can't, I can't even say the name, but I know it's something with a model." Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, "The androgynous model." She was like, "Yeah," and just started naming like what was going on. She was like, "Yeah, I love that show." She's like, "It is an honor to meet you." And in my head, I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me find out. I'm global. <laughs> <laughs> Internationally, <known>. right? Internationally, <laughs> no. So that was that was really really good. And that's funny because I did put that down on like my I want list. I had this. Uh, paper where I just wrote out I want I want I want I want start every sentence with I want and I said I want it to be like internationally and globally known. You manifest nice. so many things that you want in your life. Yeah, it's important. I think yeah. everybody should. Yeah, you know, and it starts with what you're thinking and what you deserve. Mm-hmm. A lot of us feel like mm-hmm. we don't deserve the greatness or everything that's uh, in, in store for you, and you do once you start believing that you do mm-hmm. and really realize that everything that you want. It's already within you. You just got to put it to the forefront, work really, really hard, and continue to go, and don't let nobody stop you. Ooh, that's a word. No. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a word. I, I'm not up to date on Tyra Banks. I feel like she left the show, and she put Lita Ora on there or some stupid stuff, yeah. and like it was just like wasn't the same. Yeah. But they started playing around with what they were doing with the requirements. Have they done androgyny yet? Um, I don't, they've had, they've had androgynous people on there. They've had transgender people on there. She mm-hmm. even did a season with men, which I thought that was really good. She changed the, the stigma, I would say, of what a model should be when it came to the size of a model, mm-hmm. how old yeah. they were, their height, yeah. you know? So I thought that was really, really interesting because the androgynous model, I don't really have a certain age mm-hmm. on it. I really I want to say you got to at least be 18, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I've have been asked to do a kid's version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, ooh, that's a lot. Uh, I'm going to have to put that down and come back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to say you got to be a certain age because this is an ad. You know, one of the girls uh, on the first season, she was in her 40s. Mm-hmm. But I've helped her be able to be more confident, you know, in who she is because, mm-hmm. again, I didn't care about the age. I just wanted androgynous people, mm, yeah. you know, to, to show like, yo, your voice needs to be heard too, you yeah. know? And uh, so when Tyra, it was funny because Tyra was, you know, switching up, you know, now boys can be on it, you know, it doesn't matter about your age, doesn't matter about your height, your weight. I was like, now people start to see mm-hmm. uh, that beauty comes in all sizes. And I a, another kickback I got from the first season was I got interviewed and they was like, you know, well, you just can't say that these girls are models. And I said, why mm. not? You're only saying that because they're not what society's model look like. Mm. Right. And at the time, society's model was white, pale, and frail. Yep. And I'm sorry, no offense, but that you can't. True. That's the truth. You can't tell me that they're not a model. You can't tell me that I'm not a model if I go outside and somebody say, "I like how you put that together. Where did you get it from?" Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm saying? It. Where did yeah. you get that from? <laughs> I need to figure out how you put that together. I'm modeling and didn't know. Not saying modeling is just about the clothes, but that's another thing. I want them to understand on the show, it's not about you just wearing the clothes. It's about owning who you are. When you are a model, you become the model of your life, the Mm -hmm. model of whatever the brand it is, whatever you're representing. That is the whole package. And I put them in situations so they'll know 
when the world does do some crazy stuff, when stuff does happen in your life, how are you going to come back from that? Mm -hmm. How are you going to still represent who you are and not be shaken because somebody said that, which is something I did in season one. I was throwing out all these like negative comments to them, mm -hmm. you know, well, you look like a boy. Why are you mm -hmm. dressed like that? Mm -hmm. You know, are you this? Are you that? You know, oh, you upset? You know, just putting them to see how they responded to it. Because if I can sit here and think that people ain't going to be a certain way to me when I get to that point, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, they definitely will. Oh, yeah. But I think this journey is being able to prepare me to say, well, expected that, but at least you're talking. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's it. Right and that's there. it. So. And that's yeah. what we do here. We, exactly. What? We talk. We talk. We talk. <laughs> we, talk. <laughs> we talk. I love that. Talk. Talk. So briefly, I just want to, uh, if you can, give us like a little bit of like what's going on with season three. Um, mm -hmm. Like where, where, you, where are you in like in that mode right now? Like what can we kind of expect maybe? And Yeah. yeah. Like uh, right now I'm still looking for the contestants. Mm -hmm. um, I have a few pick, which I'm very, really, really, really excited about, but I'm still looking for more. I want it to be super diverse. I even open it up for males to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I know nice. more women are going to be attracted to it because they're like, they see me, right. mm -hmm. but I say androgynous males or females and all different races. So I'm still in that process of solidifying the contestants. Gotcha. And I'm so glad I'm actually able to talk about it because I, if someone is out there, <laughs> you know, that's androgynous and you're really ready for an opportunity yeah. to help you grow into a better version of yourself and you're ready to become the androgynous model of your own life and you're mm -hmm. really here to advocate and to make a difference, I want you to apply. You can actually go to our uh, page on Facebook or Instagram and hit the link to take you to the application and apply mm -hmm. because those are the people that I want to work with. So that's the the last part I think I'm really uh, trying to get together. It's going to be filmed here in uh, Charlotte. So season three is going to be in Charlotte. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, and it's, it's projected to be done by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, you know, considering different sponsors that I'm working with as far as making sure the timeline is good. But I just am looking for maybe about another five people, you yes, know, yeah. to really bring it all together so I can be like, okay, yeah. I'm ready. But a lot of brands that are very interested in working with it, you know, a lot of uh, upcoming designers that's doing really well, uh, even photographers, videographers that are there that want to be a part, you're going to really be able to see a lot of different things. I was telling Daryl, to me, I feel like season three is going to be America's Next Top Model mixed with RuPaul's Drag Race with a little bit of Iyanla Fix My Life. Oh. <laughs> All three Let's together to it. describe that's my nice. vision for it. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, that's yeah, how yeah. I would describe season one. I, th I think Girl, that's the overall. Don't get me in my emotions now. <laughs> there's Thank always you. like a, a startup. That's yeah. what we was talking about yeah. on our way in here. It's just like, you know, some stuff is a little choppy. You, you got to start from somewhere. Right. There's always mistakes, but you iron those out. And you can see how clearly you iron that out in season two. So mm -hmm. I'm excited yes. to see how you iron those things out in season three. Wow. Because Thank the you. body of everything was there. Mm. You know, it's just, okay, this yep. is where we made this mistake. Fix it. And it's exactly. just going to, yeah. it's always a constant, it's always a constant thing. And I, yeah. think, I think that you already had the blueprint of what you sought out to do. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Confirmation. Mm -hmm. Confirmation. Yeah. Like one of my good friends. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One of my good friends was telling me that. He's like, just focus on making it better. Each season, mm -hmm. making it better. If it's something that you could have done different in the season prior to it, make it better in the second one. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. feel like it got to be like this best of best of best. Just get a little step better and you'll mm -hmm. get better and you'll get better. Mm -hmm. And 
if it wasn't for him telling me that, I probably would still be sitting in my mind like, what am I going to do for season two? What am I going to do? You yeah. know? But now I get that. And now it's no longer about the timeline. It's just mm-hmm. about the right timing. And I think once I got that, I was like, you know what, God? I'm just going to sit on the passenger side and let you drive. <laughs> let you take the wheel. Uh, exactly. Sometimes we <laughs> now I know what that the means. Way. Right. Yeah. We, like Jesus, yeah. take the wheel. Yeah, you know it. what? I'm trying to do it my way. It ain't working. I need you to uh-huh. do it. And I that's, think that's so real. I'm a, I'm a lot more patient with the timing. And if it ain't ready to go, it ain't ready to go. Yeah. You know? And that's, and that's the okay. mindset you have to have as a creative, no yes. matter what your creative All day. is. Because yes. yes. I know for me with like writing, I felt like a lot of my stories were repetitive. Mm. And then I realized, and you made me think of it when you said like, oh, I didn't think this person was looking at this stuff. I didn't think you might, you personally might see the same 300 people or whatever your number is, one or two. But there's other people that look, they don't, not everybody's going to reach out to you. Right. I don't reach right. out to yeah. all the designers I wear and be like, hey, I'm wearing your shirt today. <laughs> right. So it's Good just point. like, I, and I had to think about that because I'll be sitting somewhere random and somebody be like, oh, I read that story. And I'm like, who are you? When did you read the story? <laughs> right. I started writing years ago. Yeah. But people are still talking about it. Mm. That's crazy. And it, and, it, and it takes just recognizing that you're not always going to hear from your fans. You're not going to know who's supporting you, but you just got to keep pushing. Even if you're only talking to yourself or yeah. creating for yourself for the first few years, it's, it's all about that. You just got to keep pushing until you get that one fan. That and that one true. fan won't bring everybody else along That's with very you. True. Wow. So I received that. That's I needed I needed that extra confirmation. And you're so right. You're so right, you know, and I just, I just create, I just do what I feel like I'm called to do. And it just so happens to resonate with people. And I Mm -hmm. think as creators, we forget that we try to create, I got to create what people want. No, no, Mm -hmm. no. You create what it is that you want, what you feel, what you feel like needs to be said or heard or whatever. And it'll resonate with people. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. People are like, oh man. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, we're excited yeah. for you. Season Thank three, you. international androgynous model. Yes. Yeah. I'm searching no, for you. Season four. Season four. Season four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we skipped ahead. We skipped. Too, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> hey, I'm open for it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Well, Nikki, mm. we want to say thank you so much Definitely. for coming thank on the you. show. Thank you. Wow. We learned a lot. A, a lot. Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Good. A lot. And I'm it's great. I'm so inspired right now. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm about to go home and do stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so inspired. Because yeah. the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh my god, I need to do better. Like, I, yes, I, I, was yeah. like, I got put in check like, over here. Like, I need to do better. It's like, yeah. what didn't I do today? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wow. Like, dang, I just got a whooping a little uh-huh. bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's 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 why we like to have these conversations. That's the point of this show is for us to really like you know, come together and talk about amazing things and really expose the world to things that they may not know about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, I know other than us three in this room, I mean, even if it's just us three in this room that didn't, you know, know what androgyny was before and have a better understanding, like now we can yeah. talk to You've other people about it. Three, yeah. more, three people. more people. Yes. Definitely. Millions to go. I've done what I was supposed to do. Is that all Thank you. Know. you. Yes. <laughs> Thank so, you. So I'm going to ask you, so I didn't ask you this earlier. Oh, man. But I wanted to know if you could bless us with a mogul moment. Oh, really? I know it's kind of on the spot. It's okay. <laughs> but, okay, if I do that, you have to give me a sentence to start with. Okay. Um, now you're the writer. Whoa. Give me one <laughs> sentence. He's just going to put both of us. I yeah. don't even know what a mogul moment is. Oh. You're about to find out. You're about to find out. Just so give me just one give sentence. A, a, any sentence? Any sentence you want. Gosh, I feel like I'm talking to Aaron. Because <laughs> he does say, 
He created a song from the word kangaroo. Um, <laughs> I want to hear hmm. that song, actually. <laughs> I've sent it to you. You're so fake. Oh. But well, I've you sent it one, to you. You're so fake. That's so my I? sentence. I oh. sent it to you. You are so fake. I sent it to you. You are so fake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <Okay. laughs> Let me get a drink of water, please. I feel like I'm about to go in on this. <laughs> I sent it to I sent it to you. You're so fake. <clears throat> okay. I sent it to you, you're so fake. You know what I was sending to you when you actually got it. But because you were actually caught up in your moment, you couldn't really understand what I was sending. I was trying to send you to let you know that you need to do some more things that you're not doing today. I know what it is that you're feeling inside. That's the reason why you think that it was fake. No, it was real. I'm here to tell you that what you're doing and who you are is real. I need you to stand in it and accept the truth because I sent it to you, but you're so fake. It's not about me being a fake. It's about you being fake. You are the one that's not being able to accept your true authenticity that was given to you way before you actually came into this earth. Part of you understanding that your purpose is worth is worth more than what it is that you want to see more than what it is and what you feel but that little thing that you have inside of you I'm here to tell you that it's real I sent it to you but it's so fake I sent it to you because you think it's fake no it's actually real didn't you know that you were supposed to meet me today you you and you didn't you know that you were supposed to meet me today to tell you the truth about who it is that you're supposed to do what it is that you're supposed to see what it is and who it is you're supposed to inspire this is about the truth of integrity you need to stand in the character of who you are and actually accept the things that happened to you I'm sorry that it happened but I'm glad it did because it prepared you for this moment this life has been given to you because you're strong enough to live it it's not fake it's true it's real truth right now being able to tell you that all the stuff that happened to you in your youth was part of your journey and when are you gonna see it I know you're yearning for the greatness but you're already in it I need you to realize that right now here it's just the beginning and until you stop it it won't be the ending part of you really realizing what's fake is those things that's coming to you at night that really ain't the truth but you continue to actually say oh yeah maybe it is maybe it's not I don't know that part is fake because you know inside who you are you know what you want you know what you think about and you know what's good for you that's called instinct actually that's God speaking to you when is the last time that you open up your mouth and open up your ears to listen shut your mouth and limit your ears because there's two things that I need you to get you are great you are beautiful you were born to be you that's the third thing now I need you to understand that who you are is true but until you understand that you'll continue to think that when I send it to you it was fake mm. thank you ah, <laughs> I held back to you I was like she's speaking to my soul me me and Tori over here just I'm sorry I didn't look at it now I'm sorry Cause I'm sitting here like Ooh That was a mogul moment Oh I like that Good That's that other gift that God blessed me with And it is a gift indeed Thank you My gosh Oh thank you Thank you so much I'm a reflection of you Know that I'm a reflection of you. Yes, you are. You are. You are. You y'all, y'all don't even are. know. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of heat in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's a lot of a lot of misty eyes. Yeah, um, I'm a cry to God. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but y'all. Please, Nikki, tell us, tell us where we can find you. Tell us yes. all the contact infos. Um, drop yes. all the deets. Indeed. Follow me on Instagram at Nikki underscore Eason. You can follow the Androgynous Model, the Android Model TV, Facebook, Nikki Eason. Uh, if you want to book me to come speak at your event, you can email me at mogulmoments at yahoo.com. If you type in the name Nikki Eason, I will come up. And wherever you see it, just follow me, you know, because that's where I drop most of my gems at is on Facebook and Instagram, unless I'm in a room and people just want me to do a mogul moment, I gotta say you gotta give me a sentence. Hey. So if you see me out somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> you, you I'm gonna just start moment, walking around with one-liners. I'm just be like Nikki. 
Right. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, but you can find me anywhere on Facebook and Instagram. I'm around. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that right. is that on that. Nikki Easton, everybody. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And we will check in with y'all next week. And as always, it's your boy Daka signing off along with Mama Sunflower. And Blue. We're going to get into this blue. We're going yeah, to blue. Blue. Gonna get into this damn blue. We're going to get into blue. He told me in the car. I said, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys next blue. week. Stay fashionable, my friends. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Nice talking to you. <laughs>